0: In the meantime, while well, we burn some time, it's like Roe versus Wade is about to get overturned, or at least that's what the uh, mainstream media would have you believe. I still, I still do not think there is any possible chance that the uh, I don't think there's any possible chance that the Supreme Court will take this up. In any meaningful way. Uh, GOP Senator Susan Collins supports codifying Roe v.ersus Wade abortion protections into law. Yeah, Susan Collins is a piece of shit. Fuck her. Oh, man. So, for the couple of you who are watching right now, while I wait and hope for uh, someone to join me... Um, if you don't know what's going on with the Roe versus Wade thing, uh, the state of Mississippi has passed a abortion bill that effectively bans m- more or less all abortions, uh, past 15 weeks. Which I mean, I don't, I looked at it a bit and I, I didn't see anything that, at least for me who's primarily pro life, uh, I don't see anything that seems offensive about it. It seems to be a, uh, a well-intentioned, like, it's... It seems like a good bill, I guess, from a pro-life perspective. Uh, Anyway, it still leaves the option open up to 15 weeks. It's not like they're uh, an outright abortion ban. But apparently this is going to get kicked up to the Supreme Court, and... uh, What does more or less constitute? Um, I don't know, Corey. What, what do you What do you mean in that context? Like, uh, see, now you're gonna make me send you the link, and we're all gonna just get together and do this. Um, this is gonna be abortion live instead of uh, Twitter racial tensions. For anybody who doesn't know. All right, let me finish my thought on the abortion thing. So it's getting kicked up to the Supreme Court, the, the Mississippi abortion ban is. And I don't know that there's anything objectively unconstitutional about the Mississippi abortion bill. So I don't, like, I think there's the possibility that the Supreme Court can just not do anything. Like, they can kick it back say that there's Nothing unconstitutional about it. Allow the allow the ban to stand as it is, because as it is, it does not overturn Roe versus Wade or anything like that. Um, it just sets more restriction. So, like I think there's a possibility that the the Supreme Court will still punt on this. I that's that's kind of their shtick. Anything, uh, anything abortion, anything Second Amendment, they will. Defer to a lower court; they just won't take it up. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. But I don't know; it it, it has the potential to be interesting. Um, the fact that the mainstream media is pushing so hard that this is a legitimate threat to Roe versus Wade really makes me think it's probably not. I think they're they're using this to to drum it up and turn it into a thing that it's not. Uh, So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So for tonight's topic, that is seemingly not going to happen. I mean, I'll give it another 10 minutes and see. But uh, for tonight's topic, for those who were unaware, Monday night there was a space created called Why Do White People Exist? and I tuned into it for all of about 45 seconds and that was some of the most vitriolic, uh, hate-spewing bullshit that I think I've ever heard. Um, And then, uh, our friend Daphne, the Liberty Kitty, she started a space called Why Do Black People Exist? And it was intended to be funny and fun and stupid. And it was absolutely funny and fun and stupid for like the first five or 10 minutes when there were like 10 or 12 people in there. And, um, and like a handful of the people in the group changed their profile pictures to, um, uh, a clansman And like, it was, it was dumb behavior and just, you know, fun stupidity. That's what it was supposed to be. well, I had to go to work. So while I I checked in on it at the beginning and listened to them talk about, you know, doing this for shits and giggles. Uh once I got to work, (laughs) I checked back and there were like thirty eight hundred people. And they were absolutely ripping into Daphne, asking her why she started this space, why did she think black people existed? All like basically just saying how racist and Horrible! The whole thing is and was, and which was amusing because if you were there at the beginning, you knew that that had absolutely nothing to do with what the space was about. Uh, it it was fun, humorous, lighthearted, and apparently at some point during there, like uh, Clint from Liberty Lockdown came in and this uh, Tariq, I can't remember what his last name is. Obviously I pay a a lot of attention. Um, Like there was a lot of anger and people getting pissed off at each other. Uh, And after, after the thing ended, which it ended very abruptly, um, like it, and, and everybody who was in it talking, especially all of the the black people who were in the space talking, uh, they, they all thought that she kicked them out when nobody got kicked out, uh, the space just like very abruptly came to a halt. And uh, I guess Twitter ended it or who knows. It was at that point, it was ticking up close to 4,000 uh, listeners. And, and what's really crazy is like, because at that exact same time, there was the, the why do white people exist? And then what was the, the Mayo monkey one or Mayo monkeys got to go. I don't know. I, uh, yeah. this is why I live In the middle of nowhere, and then moving even further into the middle of nowhere, I just have no desire to be around any of these fucking people, Uh, and I don't mean these people or those people, like, I just mean, like, humanity in general, um, (laughs) I mean, you're right, Jim, (laughs) that's, there really is no sense of humor, though, like, And the crazy thing is, like, I wish he was on here. I need to invite him. Uh, Unicorn Daddy was there at the beginning, and he was one of the people who was changing the profile picture to the Klansman. Like, you know, everybody who was in on the joke was having a lot of fun with it. And then it just turned into some, like, total vitriolic, horrible, moronic shit. So, anyway, where this all came from was uh, Ivy, who I thought I was going to be talking to this evening, kept going after... Uh, Daphne about the space and everything. And she said, why do black people exist? Why did you create the space? And and I just replied. And I, I said, I said, she explained multiple times during the space and in tweets, why she created the space. I, this, This has been answered. <laughs> and then I said, you don't like the answer. So you keep asking, like, what, what do you think the reasoning for it was? Go ahead and tell us that you think she's a bigot. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I actually interviewed Unicorn Daddy back, uh, oh gosh, it was earlier in the year, it might have been April or May, uh, before Josh got to him. And and I think I actually had a better conversation with him than because I've heard him on two or three podcasts. Uh, since I got him, got him on. And I think I got more out of him than anybody else did. I mean, maybe that was uh, just dumb luck on my part. He might've been a little more feeling a little more chatty that day. Uh, but so, so I came to the defense and said, you know, just, just tell us why you think she created a space. You, because you think she's a bigot. Um, even though that couldn't be further from the truth for anybody that actually has engaged with her in, in any way whatsoever. Um, so, so then, Ivy came back, and my, my pen tweet is that uh, I will, if you disagree with me, I will have a conversation with you. We can have a we can do a Zoom or we can do a phone call, but uh, I will gladly talk about any disagreement with people. Uh, so she quote tweets my pen tweet and says, "All right, then let's do a Zoom," and I said okay, i work tonight, but I'm free the rest of the week. When do you want to do it? And she said, let's do it December 1st. You pick the time. Uh, So I DM'd her with the time and the StreamYard, and I suggested that we should do it as a live stream so that other people can engage and interact and participate and and chat and talk. And and maybe we can get more discourse than just she and I having a conversation, but that we can get people in the chat talking and, and looking at, what's being said, and maybe have constructive criticisms of the spaces that were out there on Monday night and, and everything else is going on. Um, and she agreed. So, here we are. And... Uh, 15 minutes later, it's not looking like I'm going to be joined by anybody tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, maybe Maybe we'll reschedule. Who knows? I am, I am sincerely disappointed though. Like I, I was really looking forward to this conversation. Uh, I was, we, uh, there's no way I would ever actually do this. But my, uh, my stepdaughter is mixed, and I was like, and that's so. I told my son, I said, watch. I need you to watch the stream, and as soon as they start calling me a uh, a racist or a white supremacist, I'm like send her up so she can just come busting in. The, busting through the door and show herself. Uh, not that that would accomplish anything with most of those people. Yeah, I said it. I said those people. God, I'm totally getting canceled now. Shannon, thanks for hanging out with me. Looks like there's two people. Hey, Giles is here too. All right. See all my favorite people. Y'all get to watch me say thank you for showing up. Sorry that this didn't actually turn into what I had hoped it would be. This, I promise I am more disappointed than you are. Uh, but in the meantime, I had an episode today where I talked about Omicron, and I did not put it on YouTube because there's a there is a 100% chance that that would have been my third strike, and uh, I am trying to to keep the, the YouTube channel around for a little while longer, although I really like Rumble. Uh, so check out my Rumble. I've got it on my I've got it on my Twitter. Uh, I posted it earlier. I really like Rumble. Uh, Pretty cool. So, I guess I'm going to call it a wrap on this, and hopefully I can get this rescheduled and and do it again sometime. And if not, with Ivy, maybe with somebody else, I'm more than willing to talk about this stuff. Um, You know what? I am going to keep going. Oh god! Where is she? Somebody go get CD. Tell her wake up and come join the uh, come join the stream. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I'm going to talk about it since I'm here anyway. So it, it's interesting. We were having the uh, uh, going back and forth on some tweets and stuff the other night. And a tweet that I had had put out. I said I, I don't think that any of the people who scream about racism have ever actually met a legitimate Klansman or white supremacist or like a seriously racist person, like actually met one in in person. Like you may have had they may have had interactions with somebody that's like a uh, social media brings out the the worst and at times, the best of people, but well, like like social media tends to be this huge magnifying glass on whatever your prominent characteristic is. Uh, so, so like for the handful of like legitimate racist pieces of shit that you'll find on social media, usually that's an extremely overblown persona that doesn't exist. And, and so, so like I don't think. A lot of the people in these spaces who scream about racism uh, have ever actually met a real Klansman, a real racist, and like, and, and the part of the country that I grew up in, it wasn't super prominent, but everybody knew that it was there, and it was just a part of the culture. Um, I re- I remember. I think i was in junior high maybe maybe early on in high school but uh the local news station weatherman was a black guy and he was really well liked in the like in the local area in the community for the most part i mean he was a really good dude uh well he bought a house in the wrong part of the area well he bought a house in the right part of the area, but it was the wrong part of the the area for a black man to buy a house. And they burned the house down before he had an opportunity to move in. Um, and like they didn't, they didn't do anything to him. They didn't go after him. It was just a, you're not welcome here. So we're going to make sure you don't come here. Uh, and you know, message was sent pretty clearly, I would say. Um, but, like, like, while you have the modern day uh, white supremacist types that are extremely over the top, flamboyant, uh, mentally ill, honestly, uh, typically are borderline unemployable, like, <laughs> have, have some really deep rooted issues um like the type of white supremacist racism that i grew up with was a lot less prominent in terms of like you knew but nobody like went around like these were these were business professionals who you know wore suits and ties and had high paying jobs and good families and uh, and then when the time came that they felt it was necessary, they'd throw their, throw their hoods and robes on and go burn a house down. Uh, so, but like, those people could still have a reasonable conversation with a black person if it was necessary. Uh, and like, so this, like this persona that has been created around the white supremacist in modern in modern times is, I don't know, to me, it's a weird thing. Like it's, I've known, I've, God, this sounds horrible. I've known plenty of them. Uh, And they're not, they're not that. So it's really weird for me, I guess. Um, My brother and I, 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 I've mentioned before, I, I grew up in a, Small river town in very rural Kentucky. I think my brother and I'd go hang out in the hood, and you you learn how to play spades and dominoes in a uh, much more aggressive and different fashion. Um, <laughs> you know, playing basketball at the park and and just chilling. Uh, one of the guys that I would hang out with had some family after Hurricane Katrina that got uh, displaced from New Orleans, and so they. They made, oh, my God, I don't know how many gallons of some sort of hunch punch. They called it hurricane. And I don't think I've ever thrown up that much in my life. Like, it was so sweet, but also so potent that uh, you get drunk real fast. And then if you keep drinking it, the sugar rush just, like, blows your head up and you puke your brains out, which is... Exactly what I did. I like like <laughs> I have so many awesome experiences hanging out in the hood and stuff and I'm like I just don't understand where and like those people in that part of the country that actually deal with legitimate racist pieces of shit they don't have this like mad at the world looking to be offended by shit all the time. Like there's, there's, there is something about this pampered class of, what's the word I'm looking for here? (laughs) Uh, Victims. Like, that's what it is. They, they are the per- perpetual victims. And there's something really weird about the way they approach life that just really detaches from reality. And it's, it's pretty fucking sad. All right, I'm gonna call it a wrap. For anybody who doesn't already know, you can check me out at Fact Check This Podcast. It's right here on YouTube, uh, at jcamp1521, like it says right there in the corner on Twitter. Uh, I've also got a Facebook page for this shit, but I don't really use it. Um, I mean, I post the videos on there, and that's about it. Oh, uh, Check me and hopefully Mark Metz, assuming he doesn't die of COVID. And if we're lucky... Joseph McGee, if we can bail him out of jail, on the morning after, on Friday morning at 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central. And you can do the math on Mountain and Pacific, surely. Um, And then hopefully Sunday or Monday be another episode of Peddling Fiction. I've been getting a co-host with Johnny, and that's been a lot of fun. So should have another episode of Peddling Fiction coming out. Uh, end of the weekend or first of next week. Uh, I'm trying to think if I got anything else going on right now. Let's see. Lines of Liberty, Counterflow with Buck Johnson, uh, The Porcupine with Adam Nutter, and Break the Cycle with Joshua Smith, uh, Eric Larson, and The Paradox, and my personal favorite if you really need a good cry, go check out uh, Marcy Larson and her show, Always Andy's Mom. Uh, of all the shows that I work for, Marcy's is the one that is the most meaningful to me. She does like grief counseling for parents who have lost children, and that one, like because I get to see the messages and stuff that come through on on Facebook and Instagram, and that one touches people and reaches people who are in a place of deep grief and like a, a you know, a horrible part of their life. Um, it's, it's geared towards parents and families who have lost children and that one really kind of pulls at the heartstrings, but it's, it's the one that I like working for the most because it feels like what she does really impacts people. All the rest of us are just, you know, a bunch of uh, blowhards talking shit about politics and whatever's going on in the world. This has been fun. Maybe, hopefully, I'll get to do it again and actually have a uh, legitimate conversation. Uh, You know... This is why I married my wife as quickly as I could, because I hated the dating scene and is uh, not a big fan of getting stood up. And since so she actually uh, you know, showed up a couple times and, and let me hang around and spend time with her, I locked that down quick. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good rest of your evening. I will catch you somewhere on the interwebs. Later.